The air is scalding, the river is winding, and the rock faces before us look completely unforgiving. I am in Calberry National Park, about six hours north of Perth in Western Australia, about to embark on a hike with my friends Sebastian and Emily. Um, we're young and naive and think that the sign that says you should stop and talk to the park ranger before you go is just a like kind guideline. Um, <laughs> And so we ignore it and think, oh, this is, you know, it's pretty desolate. Nobody else is out here. We've done a ton of hikes out here on the West Coast. You know, we don't run into other people, but whenever they say it's four to six hours, we do it in two to three. And so we're really fit and young and foolish. Um, and so we go cruising by the sign and head down towards the river. We don't, we just have trail notes to go from. Um, we don't even have a map. So it just says, you know, basically you're going to hike along the river bend until you get to a point where you either have to swim 100 meters or climb a rock wall 50 meters. And then once you've done that, um, you'll keep on hiking and then the rock walls will open up and you'll come to a valley and the car park will be a half a kilometer away. And so we think, yeah, we've got this. Like, we're, we're going to be able to spot it. And so we get down to the river and there's one small group of local rock climbers and they look at my little satchel I've got this little blue bag with one liter of water <laughs> and there's no water in the park other than the river um, <laughs> and I don't have a filter um, and my friend Sebastian and my friend Emily also have a liter um, with them and they look at us kind of like hello dumb tourists um, <laughs> and say why where are you going and we're like oh we're doing Zed Bend um, like, isn't that fun? And they said, you're only taking a liter of water? We said, yeah, it's only a four-hour hike. And then we got that look that we should have taken into consideration of, like, hmm, you have no idea how naively confident you're being, um, <laughs> but good luck. And so we take off down the river, and we're hopping from rock pile to rock face. We don't have any climbing gear, um, completely unprepared. And um, my friend Emily twists her ankle, and all of a sudden, um, she has a pre-existing injury, and so she's thinking, I'm not going to be able to continue on. Um, and so she decides to hobble back to the car park, um, thank God, and but says, tell Sebastian and I to continue on. Um, and now I'll tell you a little bit about Sebastian and I, because I think that comes into the story a little bit. Um, Sebastian is East German, grew up in East Berlin. Um, the wall came down when he was 12. He was sent to German sports school when he was six years old um, to train to be an Olympic swimmer. So he swam 10 kilometers a day um, before and after school and was kind of trained to be a machine like and be the best in the world. Um, and then there's me. Um, <laughs> and I didn't have that kind of training or grow up in that society, unfortunately for me. Um, but I am determined and think, whatever Sebastian does, I'm going to do, even though I haven't had Olympic training. Um, so <laughs> I continue to kind of follow his lead, and we get to the place where we're supposed to either swim or climb this rock wall. And I think, well, Sebastian's the Olympian. Like, I'm going to hand him my bag because it's got my camera and my water bottle um, inside my little alarm clock. And so I give it to him to swim across with because I trust him more with it. And we get across to the other side where we have to swim the 100 meters or whatever, and then we kind of scatter back across to the other um, side of the river. And um, he's, my camera's gone. 
And so we don't know what happened in that 100 meters of swimming, but I shouldn't have trusted him, I guess, with my camera. But <laughs> um, So we end up continuing to hike, but we took, we took some time looking for the camera. So we're hiking and hiking and hiking, and we're thinking, where is this valley? And the rock faces are not opening up. Um, but we're, we're thinking, we've been hiking for a long time, and he's 6'4", and I'm 6 feet, and we've got some good long strides, and we had been training all summer and hiking and working out a lot. And so we thought, we should have been done with this hike, like in half the time that they said on the trail notes. And we weren't. And so, but both of us as stubborn as each other, um, and him probably even more determined than I am, um, to complete the task, uh, we continue on. And finally... We think, okay, the rock faces have lowered enough that this has got to be the valley. So we start trekking off into the Australian bush, another genius move. Um, and as we're hiking into the bush, you know how the wind will blow by you and you think that you're, you're, you're hearing a car or something or a road? And we're just holding on to that thought like, oh, please, it's almost here. We're going to get there. And Em's going to be waiting for us and she'll be in the car reading a book um, and it'll all be great. And the wind continues to blow, and we continue to walk by another bush. And so we're just, like, pretty bummed about it. So I tell Sebastian, we got to get back to the river, because the river is, we can follow the river back to where we started, but it's almost nightfall. So begrudgingly, he follows me back to the river, and we find a large flat rock with lots of lovely slender ants, I think is what they're called. And uh, we take, take up a camp there and don't really sleep, but we know we don't want to go back in the pitch dark and because so, it's too much climbing and uneven ground. And so I drink. I end up feeling I'm completely dehydrated and not knowing if I'm going to be able to make it. And so I fill my Nalgene with, in the river water, try to go to the flowing part, but I'm trying to decide basically be, between some kind of water virus and um, dehydration. Get up in the morning. It wasn't hard to get up. We were pretty, like, it wasn't super comfortable. Um, <laughs> and then start hiking along the river, and all of a sudden, there's a plane flying above us. And I have my little alarm clock, so I know it's like daybreak. And I'm like, oh my God, I was so excited. I mean, like, it's just like, here are our heroes, our rescuers. So I'm waving my arms like a crazy lady. And Sebastian says, put your arms down. Like, we're going to have to pay for that plane. And I'm thinking, no, 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 they're here. They're here for us. And he's like, you don't know that. They not, might not be looking for us. And I said, Sebastian. <laughs> we're out here. We're the tourists. I'm sure Emily called. And so we're arguing about this. I'm using, expending the last of my energy to try to convince him that they're here for us. And we hike down the rest of the um, path, basically, or hike along the river. And the uh, rangers are across the river waiting to hike us out an escape route. And so we follow them out the escape route and holding our heads low because we're pretty embarrassed that we were that stupid. Um, and then they get, put us in the back of their pickup truck, and I think they brought that pickup truck on purpose with the trash, like, so we could think about what we'd done. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then the, the pickup truck gets a flat, which is just, like, all too telling. Maybe it was our karma. And uh, we make it back to town, and the, the, but what really struck me is that even though they thought we were idiots, specifically called us stupid seppos, which sepic tank rhymes with yank, so not a kind term, um, they still came to save us. And I, my belief is that humanity extends to all corners of the globe, um, and I appreciate that they came out to save our lives when they didn't even know us. So 